This is Exploring Leaders, episode 17, with Professor Sunil Gupta at Harvard Business School. Based on his work with globally leading companies, Professor Gupta has developed a framework on how to reimagine your business, which will inspire you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate, and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Professor Sunil Gupta at Harvard Business School. Sunil is the chair of Harvard's general management program and the co-chair of the executive program on driving digital strategy. Based on close to 10 years of research and work with globally leading companies, Professor Gupta has developed a framework to help us re-examine four fundamental aspects of our business. To thrive uh, in the digital era, we need to examine our strategy, value chain, customer engagement, and our organizational structure, which is also further explained in his recently released book, Driving Digital Strategy. This episode focuses some of the challenges on the approach companies take today and how we can use this framework to be more successful in the digital era. So thank you so much, Professor Sunil Gupta, for having me for a short while here. And you, we are here at Harvard and you are a professor here at Harvard. And because of strategy work that you are involved with, and because we are actually also doing some research on innovation and boards, and your fantastic new book that is called Driving Digital Strategy, that has just come out, right? Is that yes, right? Last yeah. Month. And I've read it. It's really, really insightful, I think. Um, so I was really intrigued to have a short conversation with you on that. You have studied actually digital strategy for more than a decade with companies. What are some of the challenges that you see that companies run into in this area? So, you know, I talked to a lot of companies over the 10 years and Everybody is concerned about digital technology disrupting them. Nobody wants to become the Kodak or the BlackBerry. And when I ask them, so what's your digital strategy? I typically get three answers. Hmm. The first answer I get from them is, oh, we are using technology to cut cost and become more efficient. And that's a good idea. You should always cut cost and become more efficient. But if that's all you're doing, let's say you're a bank, you shut down the branches and you do mobile banking. But if that's all you're doing, you might be the most efficient but most irrelevant bank because Amazon may get into banking or some other company, completely different business may get into your area. So cutting cost is the first but not the last step one should Mm. take. It's a very myopic view of the world. Mm. The second approach that I heard from the leaders is technology is very uncertain. I don't know what the future has in store for me. So I'm going to do some experiments. Again, good idea to do experiment. You always learn from experiments. But the challenge that I found was, for example, I talked to Casper Rostred, who was at that time was the CEO of Henkel. Mm. Now he's the CEO of Adidas. And Casper was sitting exactly where you're sitting today. Mm. 
told me a couple of years ago that when he was a CEO of Henkel, he yeah. asked his team to take an audit of all the digital experiments that were going inside the company. And they stopped counting after 200 because oh. every brand, every unit, every country was doing some experiments. And there was a sense of excitement and there was a sense of some activity, but there was really no progress because they were all tactical. They didn't mm. add up to much. Mm. So it's not strategic in nature. Mm. The third thing that people tell me is, well, well, it's very hard to do innovation in a large organization mm. because it's like a very bureaucratic system. Yeah. It's like a large ship. You can't move the ship. So what they said that we will do is we will create a separate group, separate mm. unit of generally young people. We give them a couple of million dollars and we send them to Silicon Valley in California and hopefully good things will happen. And the reality is not much comes out of that. And the reason why is because imagine you're trying to turn a large ship and by setting this team, you've launched a speedboat. And typically the speedboat takes off, but the ship is still standing there. <laughs> so I think that one of the things that I tell the leaders of the organizations, especially if you're a large existing business, you have to do two things in parallel. You have to strengthen the core of what you have. You have assets, certain assets that the startups don't. But at the same time, you need to build for the future. And that's sometimes hard because it's almost like running two organizations in parallel. You're strengthening what you have and you're also building the future simultaneously. Yes. Right. So if I'm a newspaper, I'm still strengthening my newspaper, but I'm building for the digital paper. And those are two different skill sets. And that is sometimes is hard. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotian blog, which you find at degotian.com. You have an expression which I like. You say that you have identified that the leaders who achieve transformative results go all in on digital. What do you mean with that? Because this is not a side activity. Digital is not a side activity. I mean... There is no such thing as digital strategy, to be honest. It's mm. actually part of strategy. It's not separate from your core strategy. That's why experiments don't usually work, because they tinker on the boundaries, tinker on the edges. Mm. You have to change everything. And that's what I talk about in my book also, that you have to change your business model. You have to change the way you run your operations. You have to mm. change your distribution channels. You have to change perhaps your pricing. You have to change the way you interact with customers. You have to change with the organization structure. Everything changes. Right. And that's the fear that most leaders have, that how do I make the change and take this leap of faith in the yeah. uncertain world? But on the other hand, if you don't, you know the status quo is actually more fatal. Yeah, indeed. And it's really interesting because you do have some tools, I believe, in your book, which is a framework with four components. So can you share a bit about those four components and kind of where they come from, but also where do you think you should start? So the four components that I talk about, again, it's not a rocket science. So first thing is to look at your business strategy. And in the business strategy, I'll talk about three things. One is what is the scope of your business? What is mm. your business? Mm. So if you look at Amazon, you ask yourself, what business is Amazon in? Is it a retailer? Is it a cloud computing person? Is it in video production? So I think the scope of the business and the industry boundaries are getting blurred. Yes. The second thing I talk about is your business model itself mm. in terms of how do you create and capture value that is changing. Mm. Uh, retailers are struggling nowadays with the Amazon in the world. Similarly, same thing happening in many different worlds. And the third thing I talk about is in this digital world, more and more companies are becoming ecosystems and platforms. Right. So the competition will not be among products. Competition will be among platforms and ecosystems. So that's the part of the business strategy. The second big pillar I talk about is the value chain and operations, right? Mm. From how you do R&D differently, to your manufacturing and supply chain changes, 
to your distribution channels and your omni-channel strategy changes. Mm-hmm. So that's the operational part, actually getting things done and, and bringing them to right. the market. The third pillar I talk about is how do you connect with the customers? Mm-hmm. In this day and age, the social media is huge. So it's not just simply the 30-second commercial on television. How do you engage with the customers? How do customers become your advocates, if you will? And the fourth thing I talk about is how do you change the internal organization? Mm. What kind of how do you build a new skill set? Mm. How do you actually create that innovation culture in the organization uh, to jumpstart the process? Mm. So I think it's a combination of all those four. That's why I call it you have to do all four. It's not just one thing yeah. at a time that you can do. And that's also why it requires really good leaders to actually work with this and work in the area. So I was really intrigued also to try to understand. So in our research with the boards, we have found that they need to excel in three areas. And the first area is really to to capture information also for the board from different and diverse sources. What practices have you seen that boards and management team can take in that area? So I'll tell you what they should do versus what Mm. they actually do. So I completely agree with you that we should expose ourselves to different areas, different Mm. industries, different topics. I'm a very strong believer that the best ideas come from looking outside of your industry. Mm. Uh, because if you look within your industry and mimic the other leaders, you can be only second best. But the tendency of the management and the board is to become very narrow in, because mm. everybody believes my industry is different and my company is different. Yeah. So as a result, you become very myopic and focused mm. within your particular mm. zone of comfort. Mm. So I completely agree with you that the first thing that mm-hmm. every every leader, whether it's board or the senior management mm-hmm. should do, is just broaden it out mm-hmm. and not ask the question, how is it relevant for me? Because you will start making the connections once you open up your mind. All right. Right. And I think that's a really uh, good advice uh, to open up your mind. I like that. Uh, the next area is for boards to find a way to become more involved, engaged uh, in strategy and innovation. What best practices have you seen in that area? So I think the thing is, so I'm on a board of a company called US Foods mm-hmm. and the CEO of the company who got me on the board, his reason, I asked him, why do you want me on the board? Yeah. And his answer was that, look, we are very good in what we do, but I want you to help me see around the corner. So uh, this company is on the food distribution. Mm -hmm. And the question that we have posed is, what if Amazon starts doing it? So think completely differently. And Mm -hmm. I would say one good practice would be to have a half a day or a day retreat Mm -hmm. where you come with these provocative questions, Mm -hmm. which are not next year questions, which are three or five year questions as to what might happen and have this debate about it. And I think there are plenty of smart people in the organization yeah. To come up with the answer, it's just that somebody has to ask those questions yeah. and somebody have to start that discussion. To get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotian Insight platform, which you can find at Degotian.com. The last area that we found is that boards facilitates the decision to align the company faster and quicker to kind of both the development phase, but also towards the long term. What practices have you seen in that area? So I think that the real goal or the responsibility of the board is to really look for the long term, Mm. because management generally is very good in the short run. Mm. 
And of course, there are short-term pressures, right? You have to meet the quarterly goals of financials. You have to deal with operational challenges that happen. So those need to be done because if there's no short-term, there is no long-run. So definitely management has, but sometimes management gets too caught up Mm. into the day-to-day activities. So the role of the board is to think broad terms. Mm. And I think they have to ask the question of, three to five year time frame, mm-hmm. they have to push the people uh, or the management in terms of what's around the corner, what are the new technologies, mm-hmm. what are the new mm-hmm. uh, industry regulations, what are the new opportunities that might happen. Right. So uh, that is the main responsibility of the board. Right. So very, very good. In your experience, is there a leader or a company that we should keep our eyes on that is you think maybe going a bit before where the rest of us needs to go in this area? No, I mean, I guess there are different companies, different leaders who Mm. have different strengths. Uh, But certainly, I mean, I admire Amazon and Jeff Bezos Mm. as a leader Mm. in terms of how he has expanded Mm. and his management style of giving a lot of ownership to the employees also to come up with the ideas. So, for example, Amazon Prime, uh, which is now 100 million subscribers, it was not Jeff Bezos' idea. It was an idea of an employee. And the fact that it percolated up in the organization and ultimately embraced is a good testimony of a leader that the ideas don't have to come from you. Ideas can come from anywhere in the organization. And you give enough sort of air or oxygen to the organization to bring up all the brilliant ideas. So I think, again, the... Lots of brilliant people want to work in the organization. You have to create an environment, a culture that ideas can come from everywhere. Which is a big work in itself. Yes. That hasn't happened before. Yeah. Uh, So just finally, do you have an advice for us as leaders and board members? What should we do going forward in this kind of complex, very fast moving world? I think the leaders and the boards can certainly keep up with the the vast amount of shifts and changes that are happening. Mm. And I think then in general, I look at three major shifts that Mm. one should keep an eye on. One is the technology shift Mm. because technology shift with artificial intelligence and machine learning is huge. That will have impact on every industry and every job. Uh, The second shift that we all have to keep an eye on is consumer change, consumer trends. Mm. So for example, if you look at the young people, they don't want to own a car or own a house. This is, we are going into a sharing economy that has all kinds of implications. And the third trend that we need to look at is what's happening in the government and the regulation and the national and Mm -hmm. international economy, right? Mm -hmm. So whether you see Brexit, whether you see all the nationalism going on, that certainly has an impact on how companies Mm -hmm. operate. So at least, again, everybody may have a different classification of the broad trends they want to look Mm -hmm. at. But in my judgment, those are three major trends that we all need to look at. And that's the board can certainly help the management look at the big picture Mm. and where the world is going Mm. rather than where the world is today. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciated it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by DigOcean with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, degotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter. 